This is a Christian show. Welcome to Down to the Nub Podcast, the cigar podcast show focusing on premium cigars and good times. With industry leaders, cigar giveaways, interviews, and more, here are your hosts, Cigar Show Tim and Brandon Cigar Mechanic Wells. Let's get it started. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 16 of Down to the Nub podcast, and uh, we're we're just going to hang out with everybody because we decided that it's a podcast and we can talk on it, so we're going to. What's up, Brandon? <laughs> we have microphones. We have cameras. We're just going to sit here and talk. <laughs> That's just how it goes. <laughs> Dude, I love it, man. You know, this is... This has been such a fun adventure for for getting this off the ground and the the amazing support we've gotten from everybody just over the past couple of months. It's been such a blessing, and this just to think that like we're just a couple of dorks talking into a microphone. I know, right? And people pay attention and they listen and they watch live on Sundays, three p.m. Pacific, six p.m. Eastern. But uh, <laughs> A shameless plug for ourselves, even though everybody that watches this or listening probably already knows that we have our live Sunday show. But in case you are new to Down to the Nub podcast, thank you for tuning into it or listening. Uh, I will say our listenership has grown exponentially in the last month, which is crazy humbling and exciting at the same point. Yeah, we went from having a not bad you know, level of kicking off and where we were and what was going on to being at the point where, you know, we are now, I mean, we have gone up by 400% from a month ago from our average weekly listenership. And it's just cool to see what God's doing with this. Yeah, no, I love seeing the growth. And and I mean, I'm so grateful to everybody that listens because the growth has been just, just absolute blessing. And I, I was speaking with some friends of mine today about the podcast and they go, well, why are you different than any other podcast? So I'm like, you know, I think one of the big things is that we, we try to involve the listeners as much as we can on those Sunday you know, afternoon, late afternoon lives mm-hmm. and evening for the East coast. But, um, you know, it's trying to get that involvement with, with our listeners. I mean, we, you and I genuinely care. And like, I, I almost feel offended when there's not questions coming by. You know? It's like, I know, right ask me something like this is your show. We want you to be a part of this. And, and I, I think that's part of it is that people, you know, I know that me personally, I want to feel like I'm involved in whatever I'm involved in. I don't want to just listen to somebody rambling at me. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's enjoyable and I know it's enjoyable for us. We, you know, every time we get off one of the Sunday shows, we just, you know, are both just grinning from ear to ear, just so happy with, with the, with the involvement and the back and forth with everybody. Yeah, it's it, it's fun. I mean, like we've said since the very beginning, it's fun being a part of the community. You know, down to the yeah. nub, it, it's us talking, but it's the community that makes it go. That it's the community that makes it thrive and makes it happen, and it's that involvement that's fun to be a part of. I mean, to the point where it, we have people that reach out to us. Thank you for what you're doing. They're sharing the show for us. You know, obviously since the collective smoke has started and that announcement, you know, more people have jumped on board and supported yeah. us through following and all those different things, which is really encouraging and exciting. But I think it's even, it reaches to the point where it, it, we realize that it's having an impact when someone like Matt Hashimoto 
takes time when he's driving around and doing different things to come and say, Hey, I'm going to be in your area. Can I come and hang out and goes and hangs out with you for a little bit? And, you know, and I message yeah. him, Hey, that's awesome that you got to spend time with Brandon. Whenever you're in SoCal, hit me up. He goes, dude, I'm in SoCal. I've got family there. Don't, don't tempt me. I'll, I'll be there and I'll show up in the studio. And it's like, absolutely. I welcome it. Please come do that. But it's, it's so cool that, that they, they feel our listeners feel like they are a part of down to the nub because they yeah. are, they're the ones that drive it. I mean, everybody that listens and watches because we include everybody in the comments and the questions and what's going on. It's, it's truly like a, a family community unit where one person doesn't outrank another, or, I mean, we make fun of each other. It's just fun. And getting yeah. to the point where we're at episode 16 now and being able to just sit and reflect back, not on this, you know, crazy amount, long amount of time since we started, but look back and go, wow, look at what's happened and look at what the community has done and look at how we've supported our fellow brothers and sisters of the leaf and look at how we've talked about and praying for, you know, eye surgeries for, you know, um, Anthony Giannis and, you know, Steve Ryder and supporting him through the challenge and all these different things that in the short amount of time we've been able to do. I mean, the launch of Little Guy Cigar Shop and how he got to announce yeah. that on one of our lives and then we got to just have him on another live a week ago and he got to say, hey, this coming week I'm going to be launching and got to do that. Like it doesn't get better than that. Yep. Yeah. No, I'm I'm dude so blessed by all this stuff, man. I feel just amazed. And I was actually just looking up a text because he sent me earlier today. He launched today. Uh, speaking of little guy cigar shop, and I'm saying he. Um, and he told me. I know he got. I mean, dude, today was like over 30 orders when he launched, which was really cool for just a small small guy with a small online presence. Um, yeah. First day yeah, of the game. Comes, What's that? First day out of the gate, and he's already getting tons yeah. of orders. It's awesome. Well, and he's not starting off like you know this massive warehouse full of product. I mean, I honestly think that had he had more product of certain lines, obviously, you know, Casa Cuevas, everybody's in love with that, and they're yep. super supportive of that. And you know, I think a couple of guys went on and bought the La Manaria boxes, and it's gone. Like that, you can't make the yeah. sampler if you don't have the product. So. <laughs> He was. He and I were talking today about that, and we're gonna see what we can do to help him out. But it was just so neat to see everybody get on and be supportive. I was going through Shadow Smokers Legion and going through Cigar Mechanic Garage, and people were in there chatting like, "Dude, I wanted to order, but it was out of stock." And you know, like you just don't know what to order when you start off. And so, you know, to see yep. everybody being so supportive right off the bat was, you know, including yourself. I know you 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 ordered a couple items from there. Yeah, I mean, I, I order stuff that I haven't tried yet. Uh, some that I have, some that I haven't. And I thought, you know what? He's got it. He's got this great new business venture. Why not support a fellow brother of the leaf? And so I picked up the um, Espinosa special uh, sampler pack that he had there. I picked up the uh, EP Carrillo sampler pack and I picked up a couple of the Casa Cuevas Reserva Naturals, which I absolutely love. And I can't wait for the, them to get here. And he's really quick about fulfilling the orders because within just a couple hours of placing the order, I had, and I signed up for the text message updates, but I already had the confirmation in my text messages of, hey, here's the tracking number. It's marked this shipped. I had the email to back it up, and I'm like, his system's yeah. working. Everything's going the way that it should, and he's getting on top of it and doing it quickly, and for yeah. a solo person to have to take care of that many orders that quickly, kudos to yeah. him for starting off strong. Yeah, and he was messaging me today, too, as I was telling him, I'm like, hey, dude, what can I do to help you out? And he's like, he's getting back to me like an hour later going, dude, I'm so sorry. I was packaging stuff. And, you know, he got it all packaged up today and ready to ship. And, you know, if that was on this side, I, it would be like a year and you'd get your product. So Yeah, right. Because uh, I'm just not that efficient at shipping. <laughs> all the cigars would be just a little bit extra aged. 
Yeah, yeah, there'd, there'd be there'd be plenty of actually. That is the benefit. Maybe I should maybe I should open a website myself and just call it like aged cigars. And you put your order in today for like just stuff that's out today. By the time you get it, it will be aged. Yeah, aged six months to a year. Perfect, yeah. ready to go. Yeah, you you can't uh, you can't get mad at that. No, if that's what you're selling, that's what you're selling. Yeah, it's not delayed shipping. It's aged cigars. <laughs> yes, there there is a difference between a, a fine craft and an art to to aging cigars and just being lazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are you smoking? Uh, right now I'm smoking the uh, Pier 28 Connecticut. This is the okay. newest one from Pier 28. Tim Wong that's uh, representing uh, Espinosa and AJ and a couple other lines in California. He's partnered with partnered with Espinosa to create the Pier 28 line a few years back. And I'm knocking the ash off before it falls all over my desk here, but because um, I've been talking, not smoking. But uh, this is the newest release. Came out a little over a year ago, and um, it's actually pretty damn good. Nice. What about you? I am smoking the Martinez Cigars. It's the 45 series. And, I mean, we've talked quite a bit recently about Martinez Cigars, obviously them being involved with the Collective Smoke and what's going on with, you know, the three other podcasts that have, you know, joined forces, if you will, with us and my monthly cigars. And I've really enjoyed the Martinez Cigars line. The ones that I've had, I mean, I've had the 45, I've had the uh, Don Antonio Escogido, and, you know, the Passion, I've had the New York blend. I mean, I've had everything that they've, they've, you know, that they've got out. And it's all been really good. So tonight, you know, I had a nice good full dinner. And so I figured, okay, a full-bodied 45 sounds really good right now. And it's doing great. Nice, man. Yeah, I, I was not feeling a full-bodied cigar today, man. I, I just, I have not eaten that much. I've uh, been going through just a lot of just craziness, man. I feel like I've been pulled everywhere today, and uh, which is fine. I mean, that's just that's mm-hmm. part of life, right? But, uh, yep. you know, you kind of get through those days where your stress level is a little bit up, and you haven't drank a lot of water, and you're, you're living on a monster, and no food. Like, I'm not smoking. I'd be by the end of the show, I'd be like, ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to go to sleep. Yeah, sweating well, all over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't feeling that, man. You know, I I might sound like Martina Maya by the end of the show, just a little. Uh. <laughs> and that's only with one cigar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I wasn't feeling that at all, man. But uh, those Martina cigars are definitely good. They are, and I'm I'm really excited to see what the future is going to hold. And I know that there's more information coming out with what they're going to be doing and some some things that they have that we get to support them in while they're supporting us. And you know, it's it's a mutually beneficial opportunity that's taking place right now. So, yeah, uh, quick quick plug for the Collective Smoke. If you're not following it, please follow the Collective Smoke. It's at the Collective Smoke on Instagram. Uh, but check out the other podcasts that we have aligned ourselves with, whether it's the Good Cigar, whether it's the Cigar Pulpit, or whether it's the Straight Cut. All three of those podcasts are unique, you know, in their own way, and they, they've got their own flair and their own flavor, and it's been really cool getting to know them and, yeah. you know, working through personality dynamics and seeing how we can grow and, and move forward and do different things. Uh, it, it's one of those things that's it's refreshing, again, like we've talked about since starting Down to the Nub. It's just refreshing to know that it's, it's not a turf war. It's not a me against you. It's a what can we do together? How can we join forces? And I'm excited to see what's going to happen moving forward and having my monthly cigars, you know, a cigar club for everyone that that is there and, and they're in the market and they're making, you know, noise and they're doing things and pushing forward. You know, it's it's just really cool to be able this early with forming a podcast to be able to partner up and align with podcasts that have been around for, you know, well over a year longer than us and to be in that that, you know, 
pun intended, that collective group with everybody. It's just really cool to see how things are developing and moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, it really is, man. It's neat to see everybody coming together. And, and that's what I, I mean. That's what I love about the cigar community is just people coming together. I mean, whether it be shops or brands or, you know, podcasts or, I mean, it just doesn't matter. It seems like people, it seems like the majority of the people are just so happy to get together and work together and just make, make growth happen, make things happen. And, you know, that's what this, this whole thing's all about. It's just everybody working together. And, you know, I was talking to some people about the, uh, the collective and that whole thing, you know, I think it got confused a little bit. Some people were thinking that it might be a whole nother podcast out there and it's not. Um, it's simply more just an association of us saying, Hey, we agree that we're going to work together towards a common good. Yep. And that's it, really what it is. And I know that doesn't seem like a big announcement, but that's a pretty big thing for, you know, to, to see happen. I mean, you don't, I don't really think you see like Ford and Chevy and Hyundai and Toyota getting together saying, Hey, we're going to work towards a common good. Yeah. Uh, you just don't see that in a lot of other industries. And so we want to make sure we're bringing that here because there's a lot of battles going on right now. And we all need to participate in that as much as we can. Yeah, we do. And and with the challenging times that everybody's been going through, and obviously I don't want to focus on COVID because I feel like we say that every episode, but, but even the announcement that came out today from when we're recording this from PCA and how they've had to make changes and they've had to furlough some people and, you know, they've had to pull back on their lobbying efforts and, and all those different things. Now is when a group like the Collective Smoke can band together and can rally together and get all of our listeners you know, to really just start to support in new ways that haven't existed before that now are absolutely necessary with not having the lobbying end. And yes, there's still CRA and there's still other groups that are out there that can push forward and can lobby. But with a big muscle part of the industry for lobbying and the financial backing, all of that not being there because of PCA's announcement, now is when it's needed more than ever because there's going to be a whisper of noise unless we all start speaking up and we have to start speaking up. I mean, I live in California that, you know, everybody probably knows by now and the flavored tobacco ban and all the different things that are changing out here. It seems like weekly there's some new stupid regulation that's coming out for California or a new city that's doing this. And, you know, the litigation back and forth and all those different things that are going on. If you enjoy cigars and you don't know what's going on, you've got to stay tuned in to whatever news outlet or media, you know, source you get yours from you know we've talked about half wheel before we've had patrick on here and and all the guys at, at half wheel are, are great guys but if you're not tuned into them or somebody like them where you can stay up to date with what's going on in the industry you're going to blink and things are going to be so different and you're going to yeah. wonder what happened yeah yeah no and that's that's the most important thing is staying in tune i mean it's staying up to date staying in tune is even as a cigar consumer um you know i recommend everybody you know, if you haven't yet, go on to halfwheel.com and register for the email address. Um, you know, and I know it sounds like we're promoting a lot of people here, but really these are the these are the tools that we use as, you know, down to the nub. These are tools that I've used as a cigar smoker uh, mm-hmm. for a long time. Uh, so this is not by any means just a, a promotional thing. It's they're, they're not paying us anything here. Um, but I highly respect the work that they put out. And every morning when I wake up, literally one of the first things I look at is Half Wheel. And I look at the email that they send out. So, you know, because I'm not on their, I'm not always on their blog, I'm getting things usually the next day from when they post it, but I'm still getting updated. And that's what the most important thing is. So I can scroll through. It's a simple email that they send out once a day. By the time I wake up in the morning, it's there. Yep. And I scroll through and I go, what are the news stories? Okay. 
don't care, don't care. Oh, that's interesting. Let's check out what the state of California is saying about flavored cigars right now. Oh, that's interesting. Let's see what the PCA is saying. And yep. you know, and then I can I can pick the articles that I want to read. I can read the little synopsis. It just keeps me just quickly up to date. And I find that most of the time it's within you know a couple minutes. I go, okay, that's what's happening in the industry right now. I'm up to date. I can go on to the next thing. And yeah. so I highly recommend halfwheel.com. Uh, just like it sounds, H-A-L-F-W-H-E-E-L.com. Right on the front page there, sign up for their email list. It's not a bunch of junk mail. It's not a bunch of spam. It's not a bunch of stupid stuff. It's literally what you need to know. Um, and then there's mixed in reviews and you know cigar reviews and uh, lighters and cutter reviews, humidor reviews, all, all sorts of stuff in there all the time. But you know, for me, the most important thing is that information of what's going on within companies, legislation, states, and even if it's in New York, a state that I'm not handling, I still want to know about it because it's going to be working its way across if we allow it to. So how do we start shutting that down to be aware that this stuff is coming out um, and start putting effort towards these things? It's important to be informed. And, and you as a consumer need to be informed. Um, I mean, raising tax rates, this is all stuff that we vote on. And you know, it's people we vote in place and Locally, your vote really does count. Locally, your vote really does matter. And it's important to get in there and put in those votes for these things that are affecting our industry and make sure that you're taking part in that. And the only way to do that is being up to date. Yeah, and it doesn't take much time with Half Wheel and what they put out. Like you mentioned, you can scroll through. I mean, for the time it takes you to open up Instagram and scroll through a couple different things and click like and whatnot, you can be up to date on what's going on. I mean, they release stuff, I think. Uh, today or yesterday about the state of Illinois and things that they're working on or or trying to do, you know, that are tax related and bans and all of the different price increases and things like that. It doesn't take long to stay informed. And if you're a cigar nerd and you want to learn more about cigars, that's the way that you can very quickly and easily, if you like this brand, whether it's Fuente or Crown Heads or whoever it is, there's information about new cigars that have come out or testing this or lighters, cutters. I mean, like you already said, there's all sorts of information that they put out there. And again, it's not a commercial for Half Wheel. We're not sponsored. They don't pay us anything. But we want all of our listeners and viewers to be familiar with what resources are out there so that we can be in the know of what's going on. Because let's face it, the people that are listening to us, you're all cigar nerds. You enjoy cigars and it's not one of those, okay, once a month I go and sit back on my patio or on my porch or in my man cave and I light up a cigar and I go, okay, I got to relax. The people that are listening to this and other podcasts are the ones that want to know more. They want to know, okay, well, they did this and they did that. Why is this happening? Because that's just how much passion there is for the hobby and the lifestyle of enjoying cigars and being a cigar enthusiast. So stay connected, everybody, whether it's Half Wheel or it's another news outlet that you prefer, that you like, whatever it is, there are others out there. But just stay connected and stay informed because we have to at this point. You know, Going back to what I mentioned about PCA and their announcement today, we have to stay connected and we have to stay informed because, you know, like I mentioned, in a blink of an eye, so many things can change. And before you know it, I mean, your usual cigar shop, I mean, look at Utah, for example. I've got a buddy who lives up in Utah, and one day he went to go to, um, I think it was Beehive Cigar Lounge. It was up there, and it was no longer a lounge. It just became a brick-and-mortar shop, and, you know, things overnight change if you're not paying attention. So, I mean, it's it's something where we just have to stay informed. Yeah, it really is. And I think, you know, looking at this PCA announcement that came out today, I think that's so important to realize the impact of that and what that means to us because, 
you know, that's that's legislation right there that's getting delayed. That's other things that, you know, that's that's the fight that was out there. That was the front lines. And they're saying, hey, we have to pull back on this. And, man, that's a big deal. And we, you know, we really need to be aware of this. We need to be um, diligent about locally fighting because, you know, if, if the local fights are winning, then, you know, the federal stuff is going to see that. And that really comes down to us. So how much are we doing to support, you know, the PCA and the, the Cigar Rates of America and the people that are out there fighting at the federal level? Uh, what are we doing as consumers to, to help support them? And knowing that the PCA is backing off and that they're, they're not able to put in that effort right now, um, boy, that puts more weight on us. Yeah, and how much how much more are we going to hear over the next twelve months? Hopefully, it's yeah. only one year's worth. How much more are we going to hear about in the next twelve months of things changing because that lobbying machine and entity isn't there to fight back and to say no, you shouldn't do this, and to raise awareness and, and to say, hey, this state's going to be doing that. Do we agree with it? No. So let's go and fight it. How many things are whether it's FDA or just different states and municipalities? How many more things are going to get passed sort of, you know, backdoor without any awareness of things going on? And hopefully not a lot, but let's be real. Things are going to change in this next year because we know of the FDA decision and how they're not delaying that and all these other things that are going on. We know things are going to be changing in the next 12 months. Let's just hold on tight and hope that it's not too much. And let's be vigilant and aware of what's going on and when we need to raise our voice sound the alarm raise your voice tell people about it because that's the only way that we're going to be able to maintain 5 10 15 20 30 years from now being able to continue enjoying what we enjoy yeah and we we need to be there i mean that's just that's all there is to it we need to be there and i mean i guess timing wise this is maybe the best timing that this could something like this could happen just simply because it's an election year so federally there's not going to be crossing your fingers, a lot of big changes because nobody wants to stir the pot or make anybody, you know, uncomfortable to, to sway a vote one way or the other. So, you know, all the politicians are focused on their politician stuff and making everybody happy. So there's just nothing really happening. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my buddy works in D.C. And, and I was talking to him and he says, you know, he hasn't even been in the office since March. And he's saying a couple more months before they even go back into the office. Uh, so, you know, these guys are working from home. Uh, you know, there, there's just, this is probably the best timing for something like this to actually happen as far as legislation is concerned. But we do know that September, they're still pushing forward with the substantial equivalents. They're still, which we still don't even know what the actual laws and rules and regular, I don't think they even know what they're pushing forward on, but they're saying, no, we're pushing forward on something. And I feel like it's a little kid like stomping their feet at this point. Like, you know, we don't know what it is, but we're pushing forward on it. And really, you can't even tell us what we're pushing forward on fully. Yeah. You don't know, but you're still going to stick to your guns and go, well, I'm pushing forward with something and you just, you just wait and see. And that's actually part of what scares me because they may pull something out at the 11th hour. And yeah, I mean, we had Jack Taran, you on a couple weeks ago on father's day live with us and he was talking about you know the the representatives and the politicians all sort of sweet talk and you know buddy buddy and you know get close to them and hey we're here to support you in an election year which can be comforting and reassuring but yet not knowing what they're really pushing for and what's going to change we have no clue what they're going to try and skirt through without really anybody being aware of what's going on except for the couple people that are going to be designing it and going hey this is what we're voting on hey move forward let's go and then we all look back and go oh man i didn't expect that to come 
because it came out of left field because they don't know what they're going to come up with. So they may draft something that's completely asinine that makes no sense. Yeah, and you got half these people trying to create these regulations that have never even smoked a cigar before. They just are going based on what they've heard. So it's it's scary. I mean, it really is. Like I, I don't like going into this not knowing what it is. And I don't think anybody does for that matter. And, um, you know, it, it, it's scary, man. I mean, it's it's one of those things that it's it's almost worth losing sleep over because this can drastically affect the, this industry big time. And when well, we don't even know how. Like that just blows my mind. Like I can't imagine them coming out to your state and saying, Hey, the police are going to arrest you for something. We're not going to tell you fully what it is, but it has to do with the outdoors. And uh, if you're outdoors doing something, they're going to arrest you. And what do I need to, how do, how do I avoid this? What do I need to do to go around it? What does this look like? Like, I don't know, but it's going to be something. Yeah, it's going to be some, and then they come up with something stupid that makes no sense, but so they can feel like they're regulating and keeping on the car thing. It could be, you know, they could yeah. come out and go, hey, you can't work on your own car in your driveway. And then, you know, people that are on the ripple effect, the O'Reilly's, the Auto Zones, all, you know, all those different other companies go, wait, whoa, whoa now, now you're affecting us and you're impacting us. We have no idea what's going to come out related right. to cigars. And, you know, and, and we both agree, and everybody that listens and watches us, would agree as well. We know that getting tobacco and cigars and vape and all of that in the hands of minors and children is not a good thing. We all agree on that. There's no qualms, no questions about that. But there's a big difference between a child that wants to smoke a premium five, seven, eight, twelve, twenty dollar cigar and a kid that wants to have cocoa puff flavored smoke go into their mouth. Right. Right. But yet they yeah. want to lump it all together. Unfortunately, we've made some decent strides the last six months in being able to separate them to a certain degree. But again, we have no clue what's going to come out and not having that lobbying force to support the industry. I mean, like I said, it's a scary thought. It really is. So I I, I don't know, man. And I, I just, you know, listen, my prayers are for this industry constantly that, um, you know, that, that we all pull through this, that we get some of that separation that we've been asking for from big tobacco that there's recognition that we're not cigarettes, we're not vape, we're, we're not chew, um, we're not adding ingredients to the stuff we're putting in, um, you know, to what, to what we're creating. So it's, you know, I mean, that's my prayer constantly is that just that message gets across and hopefully changes some minds because there's actually a lot of good health benefits from tobacco. You know, it's, it's kind of like alcohol or like wine, you know, a glass of wine, many doctors will say is good for you. Yeah. Uh, a glass of wine a day grabbing the bottle, pulling the cork and putting a straw in it and drinking the whole thing, probably not as good for you. Yeah. Uh, but a glass of wine is fine. And I know a guy that's in my role and I'm not the average, but you know, when, when things aren't in COVIDville, uh, you know, I'm smoking five to nine cigars a day. Yeah. I know that's not the healthiest for me, but I'm also doing that inside of cigar lounges where people chose to be knowing that there's going to be cigar smoke there. And I'm affecting me. Yeah. I'm not affecting anybody else. I'm affecting me. Um, you know, today, this is my, this is my second cigar today. Like it's, it's clearly not an addiction. Um, no. you know, cause I can go one day and smoke nine cigars. I can go the next two days and not smoke a single one. Uh, I think I went a month one time. I said, you know, I'm just gonna go a month just to prove to myself and prove to my wife that it's not addictive. Mm-hmm. And I went a whole month and didn't smoke cigars. 
you know, it, listen, did I desire to have a cigar? Absolutely. But was I itching? Did I have cold sweats? Did I have withdrawals? No. And I found through that process that what I was actually desiring was the relationships that I was building while smoking the cigars more than I was actually desiring the cigars themselves because I was no longer in the lounges sitting down with guys having conversations like we're having right now. Yep. It was, I okay, what do I do now? Like, <laughs> that's what I missed. It wasn't the tobacco or the nicotine. It was the community. Yeah, it's the community. It's the camaraderie. It's the fellowship. It's, it's all those things that by choice of people that are old enough to make that decision and that choice on their own to go and have that community, to have that release, to have that downtime. And it's like you said, it's not a release of like, oh, I need my fix so I can, oh, I can unwind and I can calm down. Is yeah. it proven that it's a stress reliever? Yeah, it's a stress reliever. Sure. You know, all those different things. But I think to the boutique manufacturers with everything that's going on and obviously the substantial equivalence and whatever that means and what that's going to turn into or not turn into, who knows. But I mean, I received a package today from a cigar manufacturer that I've reviewed in the past, and their their name is Morales Cigars. They're uh, on the East Coast, and they're great people. Emmanuel and Yenny are the two that uh, they're married, they run it, they operate it, and they've got their 803, and they've got their 1205, and they're great cigars. But I think of boutique manufacturers like that, that are gaining traction, that put out phenomenal products and cigars for people to enjoy or steve from frontline and his cigars cigars that make a difference that have an impact on other people who's to say that they don't come up with some stupid decision or ruling because of substantial equivalence and they decide because there isn't a big lobbying you know army behind fighting against it that they decide to change the year even though that would be something so outlandish right. from what they talked about who's to say they don't go that aggressive and it's yeah. those kinds of small boutique manufacturers that are really going to suffer even though they're you know having other factories you know produce their cigars whether it's you know any of the number of them that are doing it whether it's espinosa or all these other manufacturers that produce cigars for other brands who's to say that it doesn't go and hurt the quote-unquote little guys that are out there because of some crazy decision that they make and those are the ones that i honestly they're the ones that i'm scared for and i i really like you i am praying that that they aren't negatively impacted too much by the decision that comes out because there is so much in the industry and in the in the marketplace of cigars yeah. that are coming out that are absolutely phenomenal and if those go away and we're stuck with substantial equivalents of the same ones that have been out i mean not that we're going to get bored of them because there are so many cigars out there to try sure. but that's part of the fun of any enterprise in any industry is what's new in the auto industry. I mean, that'd be like them coming out and, and saying, sorry, you have to say, stay to the same power and, you know, horsepower and, and safety specs and all of that from 1999, nothing can change. And sorry, that's how you have to make every car moving forward. It's like, what's the point? Right. And it's going to hurt so many different things. And I just, I hope for the, the smaller boutique manufacturers, you know, that, that, that it doesn't come back to bite them hard. Yeah, I hope not. Uh, and you know, I don't know. I mean, I think we just got to be aware and, and stay informed and do the best that we can do on our end to help support the guys that are fighting and put up the fight locally. So I, I noticed one thing real quick and I, not to sidetrack, this is my squirrel yeah. moment, but uh, I know you're smoking a Martinez cigars right now. And I noticed mm -hmm. that you're wearing this shirt that supports them as well because yeah. the <laughs> blender is Jesus. And so I thought that was really cool, man. It's really, really good of you to be, you know, Jesus is a blender over there. Complete support. Complete support. I mean, yeah, Jesus, you are all in. 
I, I'm, I am all in with Martina cigars. And for those of you listening on the podcast, switch over to our YouTube, youtube.com slash down to the nub and check out this shirt because I am supporting Martina's cigars as much as I possibly can, unless I were to wear a hat and underwear. That's about as far as I, that, that's the only lengths I can go to next, but yeah. no, it's, 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 it's just crazy how many relationships in a good way relationships we've built and and it's yeah. fun playing on that obviously me wearing my my jesus jesus shirt um, i just noticed, I'm like I'm, I'm watching you like i'm listening to you talking i'm watching you and i'm like jesus <laughs> and jesus is a great guy he he yeah. is he i mean second generation in in uh martina cigars and carrying on what his dad started and i know that we got to interview him and dave with martina cigars and it's a great manufacturer and and you know the process and what they go through and a unique business model they have of being able to blend right there in new york or not blend but do the rolling and everything in new york uh, but yes good squirrel moments yes w well done bringing that in is is that kind of like uh like the old pace picante commercials you know like uh new york city that really chaps my hide <laughs> that really chaps my hide that, that was one of the best ones i just remember that one but they're all sitting around the fire and the guy says new york city get the rope <laughs> yeah right and they all just stop and stare at the guy like how, how dare yeah. you what, what are you doing <laughs> and i i love how there are so many references that we have used over you know the last few months since we've started that i think back to someone who is new getting into cigars that's 21 22 up to even about 30 years old that has no clue what we've been talking about you know when oh, we've yeah. talked goonies and we talk about pace picante in the commercials they have no clue so well oh, youtube and go figure it out this morning okay so we decided to kind of do a family day today because my nice. wife my oldest daughter they're working on you know uh, uh july 4th and july 3rd both of them uh my youngest is gonna be at a friend's house so i'm kind of like we're not doing anything as a family obviously um so we decided my wife got up this morning cooked breakfast for everybody we sat around at breakfast and then we went and just kind of laid on the couch and watched back to the future nice great movie part one. part one we started with that dude so they got the whole marty mcfly experience man and biff and dude, it was it was uh it was something else man it's funny to it's funny to go back and watch those old, old movies because i put them into uh i had them watch um uh batteries not included johnny five uh, alive yeah i'm trying to get i'm trying to get that one what was that one called um short circuit Thank you. Short circuit. I was trying to find that one so they could watch it because it's like, you know, Johnny Five is alive and he, you know, comes scooting around and yep. you know, I freaking love that movie. But uh we've been kind of going through and watching some of the old movies and you just see how terrible those graphics were. <laughs> yeah. But it just doesn't matter. Like it's no. just it's just so freaking cool to watch these movies and go back and see it. And of course, me, you know, me being a car guy, I'm like Oh, that's a 1985 Toyota, like SR5 with a 22 RE, you know, fuel injected, four by four, and the, and the like. And my daughter's just looking at me, going, "Really, Dad?" Yep. Really? I'm like, "Yeah, I want that 65 Chevy Suburban that's in the video right there." She's like, "You Ooh. want every car in there?" I'm like, "I do." <laughs> they were awesome cars. I mean, even when they go back and oh, the I mean, Biff's old car in the the late 40s and. It, 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 it was, it was a 1950s, uh, I think it was like a 54 uh, Chevy, if I remember, convertible. And when he went sideways into the to the pilot, into the, the dump truck with all the manure and it poured into him. <laughs> manure, oh, I hate manure. And he spits out a big, huge chunk of it. And you're just like, oh. Yeah. Oh, in every one, he does that, man. 
Yes, and it's awesome. But it it makes me think back to when I was a kid and my dad would put on a movie and he's like, oh, this is one of my favorite movies, you know, from 30 years ago. And I think, dad, this is 30 years ago. What are you doing to us? Why are you torturing us? Yeah. And now we're in that stage and it's just like, oh, oh, what? wait, when did that change happen? But yeah. to us, those are the the cult classics, the Goonies, the Back to the Futures, the Sandlot, yep. all those movies. I mean, my boys love Sandlot. They just think it's one of the greatest movies ever. And they're right. But I yeah. mean, there are some movies where I know because being such a car guy and, you know, being in high school when the import tuner scene and mostly in college when Fast and Furious and that whole saga started, you know, before, again, some of our listeners were even alive. But that's just crazy. But anyways, but going <laughs> going through those, I know that when I end up showing those to my boys, they're going to be like, that's fake. That's corny. Why is that neon glow there? And I'm just going to look yeah. and be like, you're, you're ruining part of like what formed me and my passion for cars. Don't do this to me. Don't break my Dude. heart. Knight Rider? Yes. Like, I mean, just so much of the cheesy crap in that show. Knight Rider, do like. I had the Knight Rider game on Nintendo. I loved that oh, yeah. game. Oh, dude, and that was the, that was the best show ever. Was Knight Rider, and uh, to me, like between Knight Rider and Dukes of Hazard, like there was just there was no better car shows to me than those two. I know you had like Smoking the Bandit, people loved. Mm-hmm. I, I was Knight Rider, and I was uh, uh, Dukes of Hazard, and I don't know if it was just because of you know Daisy, but uh, you know that I, is possible. But honestly, dude, and it, it's it's weird, and I'm gonna get ragged off this probably, but oh well. For me, it was a lot more about the car than it was about Daisy. <laughs> it absolutely was. And how how are Bo and Duke gonna or Bo and I just Duke? Remember. It was okay. Bo and Duke. Was just, Bo and Duke. Yeah, and okay. How far are they gonna the you know jump the general Lee now? And are they yes. gonna jump it here? And are they gonna spin out there? And you know all it was just cool because it was unpredictable. But yeah. at the time, it was just engrossing, and you were just stuck watching oh. it. It was so much fun. Dude, it was dude. That was so just just such great shows, man. And we just don't have them anymore, dude. And I think so. The only one that I would say for me is better than the Sandlot. Going back to the Sandlot mm-hmm. has has got to be the Goonies. Oh yeah, Goonies never say die. The Goonies never say die. I mean, Chunk, dude. I mean, you got them all the truffle shuffle, like that. That everything in that movie, like oh yeah, there wasn't a better one out there. No sloth love chunk, <laughs> Rocky Road. Yeah. Oh yeah, Ruth. baby Ruth, baby Ruth. <laughs> hey, you guys. Yeah. There's so many quotes from that movie that have just lasted. Oh yeah, they've they've just endured, and they should endure because it's just it's oh. such a good movie. I mean, my brother was watching that with. Uh, his girls a week, week and a half ago, and my boys were over there while we were getting the house ready and doing things for listing photos and all that. And they were going to play Goonies, and then they got a couple minutes into it. My boys are nine and six, and my sister-in-law goes, "You know what? I forgot about a couple parts. Let's let's not." Yeah, you know, right? I mean, my boys have watched, you know, Sandlot, and there's you know some cussing in there and stuff like that. And my sister-in-law, to her credit, was like, "Yeah, probably not for a couple years for my oldest, and definitely a few more years for my youngest." And I was like, "Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. As much as it's a good movie, yeah. let's wait a few years on that one." Well, and it's funny because those were the kid movies from our time, and now. Yeah. These times, it's like, oh, I can't believe they said that. Oh, like, listen, my, if you think they're not hearing that at school, if you think they're not hearing it around, they are. Oh, uh, yeah. That stuff's out there. And that doesn't mean you need to, like, you know, have them watch some of these, you know, raunchy comedians and just get exposed to, like, full board. Right. No. But, 
you know, and, and I know that like there's some of those scenes in there that I'm like, oh, do I want my, especially daughters, like, do I want yeah. my daughters watching this? <laughs> my youngest is so funny. Anytime they do the kisses, right? Like any movie they're doing a kissing scene, she's always got her eyes closed and she's turned away. And, you know, of course, I'm the dad, so I gotta go. Oh, movie kisses! Stop it, daddy! Stop it! Yep. On another one of those movies that I think of from childhood that you watch now and you think it's super corny, but we liked it, but it was also freaky. Was ET? I mean, ET. ET scared the crap out of Aaron, out of my wife, when he gets sick and almost dies, and he's like pure white. Yeah, it, it, it's freaky. And you look at, I mean, other movies, The Wizard of Oz, and you think of flying monkeys. It's like, I know that was a trippy movie, but you think kids watch that and they're like, oh, this is a great movie. Like, what twisted movies did we subject ourselves to that now obviously are not as twisted as some of the stuff coming out with the Saw movies and all those other things? Yeah. But it's just like, I mean, E.T. is another one of those classics for me that I just, I love watching as weird as it is. And probably part of it's because when I was in high school, I took Spanish class, and in Spanish 2, I think it was Spanish 2, the second year, we watched it in Spanish. So literally, whenever anybody brings up E.T., in my mind, I go to Spanish of Ete Telecasa for E.T. Phone Home. That's just what that's just what comes out because I'm so used to, to hearing that, but it just reaffirmed those memories and the, the fun times of watching it, and it created another one as I was you know, so old and in high school. Yeah. But, but there are just so many movies out there that are awesome. Let me – I, I had an E.T. – big wheel really yeah i i'm not even kidding i had the et big wheel and it had et in the basket on the front of the thing right above like you know it's like this plastic molded like really horrible like you know et on the front of this thing right by the right by the steering wheel and by the handlebars <laughs> and dude i love I, I wore the wheels off of that thing man i love that freaking et big wheel do big but wheels yeah, even I, exist anymore I don't think I think they have these like metal ones now that they do like these spin outs. I mean, all this stuff now does all this cool stuff. Like you you you're less likely to kill your stuff on the, you kill yourself on the stuff they have today. It's just not as fun as it was back then. Yeah, there's no more big wheels and ramps with plywood on community oh. streets anymore. Oh, oh. And and oh, let's see how far I can fly. And if I don't fly off this time, that doesn't yeah. happen anymore. It's um, let me put you with elbow pads and knee pads and a helmet and a bubble suit and um, careful how close to the street you get. Wait, what? Yeah. We I, rode with our big wheels in the street and jumped off curbs all the time. Yeah, dude, I was on like a our, our, our driveway leading up to the house because we were on a one acre property growing up and the driveway leading up to the house was like this exposed it was the exposed rough asphalt so all of the rock was exposed on the, the surface of this when so, you ate it you really ate it oh dude you it was like it was like 10 grit sandpaper it was just horrible and yep. i remember dude that's what i learned to ride a bike on yeah you know, i couldn't go in the backyard on the concrete of course you know it was like i had to go in the front yard in the front to 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 write on this just you know ten grit sandpaper and dude when you fell you fell over one time, yep one time, because you learned your lesson when half your kneecap is left back there, yeah you know and you you just learned your freaking lesson and I think all we had I think all I had was a helmet when I was learning to ride a bike yeah I don't think I, I don't I don't even remember having knee pads and elbow pads and like a full bear suit like to make sure that, you know, like a bear can attack me right now and I'm going to be fine type suit you know like I wasn't wrapped yep. in bubble wrap or anything like it was get on the bike and freaking go 
Yep. And careful, there are lots of mailboxes. And if you hit one, you're going to have to actually work to pay the neighbor back for repairing the mailbox instead of, oh, it's the neighbor's fault he put it there like it is today. Dude, I remember, I remember, I'm going to change it again, but I remember TPing, like that was a big thing, TPing people's homes. And um, I remember there was this girl that I had the hots for in high school. And I, my wife doesn't listen to this podcast, so it's great. Uh, there was only one girl? <laughs> there was this one girl. Her name was Kendra. And I, I had the hots for it. She lived up on Bluebird Hill. And um, I remember one time we we planned this out. And I had gotten the gate code because it was this gated community. They were all horse properties up there. And I found out that um, they were gone. And I thought they were gone for the day. Uh-oh. So I, I went up there. We teepeed her whole house, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to have fun. And I unscrewed some of the sprinkler heads so that, and then just left them in the hole so that when the sprinklers went off, they would just shoot out. There would be these geysers in the front yard. You know, I thought it would be funny, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, come to find out they were out of town and um, stuff neglected to get watered, and it was a hot time of the year. So I ended up having to go up to this girl's house <laughs> and replant all of these plants while she's like riding her horse around and watching me, I'm in like my punishment mode, having to replay. It was the most embarrassing thing in the world because I just had the massive hots for this chick. And um, well, we're not together today. So <laughs> it ended up really well for you, considering your wife and your two beautiful daughters. So yeah, it did. It turned out great. I'm, I'm actually really happy. I, I see pictures of her now. Um, and. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that isn't that one of the like great things? Because I mean, I, I've looked back on Facebook and different things of you know girls in junior high and high school that I liked and you know had crushes yeah. on and you know whatever phrase you want to use. And I look back and I'm like, wow, God, I'm really glad that I mean, granted it was junior high, so the chance of that lasting is you know one in you know eternity. But, yeah, yeah, but, thank you, <laughs> yeah, thank you, because you look back and you're like, oh, you you were hot then and now, yeah, yeah. And and I'm I'm just not into ever since I, a horse fell on me and uh, I'm just not really into horses all that much. I'm not scared of them, but I just you know I wouldn't be around them. She's still doing all the horse thing and and you know we're friends on Facebook, but uh, sure. I just I see that I'm like and I've seen I've seen her children too. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I hope she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> no, I'd she, be shocked if she does. She's a great person, and in, in the yeah. um, but I, I, you know, I'm just I'm so happy with the life the life that I've been blessed with now. But it, it's funny to look back at the things that we did as kids, you know, flying down mountains at 45 miles an hour on a freaking mountain bike, you know, with the rubber brake pads, not these disc brakes and suspension kits they have now. And you yeah, know, just I, I remember all just all that stuff. You, you just you know, I would ride like 20 miles on my bike. Actually, I yeah. rode from I rode from Glendora, California, where I grew up. Uh, which is what uh, East LA County mm-hmm. foothills <clears throat> all the way down to San Diego on a three day bike ride. Nice. You don't let your kids do that today. No, you don't that's let them down past where you can see anymore. Yeah. That just, that's not happening. So it's like, I, I, just a lot of these things have changed that these kids will never get to experience. And they're like, well, that's fine. I have my video games. <laughs> like, you don't understand. Like, you don't understand what it's like sleep on the beach and then get up in the morning and start riding some more to get down to San Diego, you know? Yep. And outside is fun and not having to worry about texting and, oh, wait, make sure you carry, you know, a little bit of change so you can go to a pay phone 
and yes. call and do all of that and, and check in. You know, for my parents, it was, hey, call, let it ring once and let us know that you're okay. Okay, call, let it ring once. And they know that when they get a one ringer and they would intentionally wait, you know, and not answer it right away. Okay, he's fine. Life's good. But we used to do stuff. Yeah, like that. I mean, we used to, the street adjacent to, you know, the street that I lived on was not a crazy hill, but it was, you know, a decent incline. We'd lay face down head first on our skateboards and, you know, act like we were doing, you know, the luge, but facing forward and we're pedaling like we're surfing, but on skateboards yeah. and going down and you see a car come and you, you know, you turn and lean and you go rolling off. And it's just like, that was life. That's just how it went. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you just lived on the edge. It seemed like dude, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day about our place that we had in the backyard was Redwood and it was been there forever. And I remember like those hot days in California and the slide was just this piece of sheet metal, basically <laughs> like this raw steel sheet metal that, you know, you would, even on a cold day, you're going down this thing like, you know, half your skin's gone by the time you get to the bottom of it. Yep. But the, the, the most amazing thing about it was that this was a redwood set. So on either side of the slide, your guides for your legs and your body to fall. So you wouldn't fall off the sides were redwood splinters oh my god dude like and on a hot day holy god I, I feel like i could slide a steak down the thing and be cooked by the time i get to the bottom you know so it's like you're going down the thing and you're landing in this hot sand you've got splinters on your legs or in your foot because you you know were burning up and trying to keep your feet off the slide and we were dumb enough to climb back up and go down it again <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a sandbox in our backyard when I was growing up and it by the time I was probably eight or nine turned into literally like a kitty litter box for the neighborhood feral cats, which is one reason yes. why I think cats are of the devil and we see one and if you're an animal lover and you're in PETA, God bless you. But my mentality when I see a cat that gets hit on the side of the road is, oh, well, God will make another one because I just <laughs> I, I, I don't care for cats. But it turned into a sandbox. And I mean, I'd go down our slide head first and come up with a mouthful of sand. And my mom would come running out in the old like, you know, bean brown Tupperware cups that lasted all eternity and probably oh, yeah. have more chemicals in them than anything today. Come running out with a cup of water and say, swish and spit out the water. I'd swish yep. and swallow it down. And for the most yep. part, I'm kind of okay. So what's the problem? I turned out, I, what? I turned out okay. I mean, it, it makes me think of oh, what's the Chris Farley? Is it Black Sheep or Tommy Boy? Where he's there pumping gas, and somebody goes, "Did you eat paint chips as a kid?" And he pauses and goes, uh, uh, "Yeah, why?" It's like I, he's kind of okay and mostly normal. <laughs> <laughs> I miss those times, man. Yeah, so much. And you know, I, I look at those times. If my kids get hurt, I'm like, "Get up!" You know, you're fine. You know, and it, it's. Yeah, you got to toughen these kids up, you know, and yeah. you're still going to go through life. You're still going to have hard times. You're still going to bumps and bruises. Things are going to happen. And if you're going to cry every time it happens, I mean, listen, it's okay to cry, but get up and do it mm -hmm. uh, get up and move on. I mean, I mean, I'd go back down the slide with a giant splinter in my foot. And yeah, there's tears in my eyes, but I'm going back down again. Like we're doing this thing. And when I'm done having fun, I'll limp into the house and we'll pull the splinters out of the foot, you know? Yep. 
it's, it's just and the we way used to do it ourselves. We would take the splinter, oh, yeah. go, go grab the safety pin or the needle and pull the splinter out yourself with the tweezers and you yeah. move on. Oh, the safety pin. You wouldn't even, you wouldn't even like sterilize the safety pin either. Like you would just no. jam that thing in your foot to take the splinter out. <laughs> and you're <laughs> like doing surgery and oh, I went too far down. Oh, I'm bleeding. Oh, well, try again. And you just keep going. Yeah. That's how it was. I mean, we played hide and seek in the dark, climbing fruit trees at my grandparents' house with my cousins oh, yeah. and all sorts of stuff. Did we worry about, oh, there might be bugs or dirt or spiders up there and what could happen? And no, you cross a spider web and you go, oh, that was disgusting. I hate spider webs, but yeah. you, you don't dare give up your position hiding in a tree because Ooh. it's fun. And if you, you know, jump out and roll your ankle trying to run away, then guess what? You hobbled away and you sucked it up and you were ready for the next round. Yeah. Well, you were it. You had to be ready. Yeah. <laughs> That's just how it goes. You got tagged because you got injured. <laughs> yep. Ha ha. Oh man, I didn't hobble away fast enough. But life is so much different. And yeah. and it's just it's it's sad to look back and see how so much has changed. Unfortunately, the community that we're living in right now, and granted, we're looking at moving away from it, but the community that we live in, you know, my boys have friends that are around their age and they can go and ride their bikes and play. And, you know, they have the, the things that make me smile as a dad, because they'll ride their bikes and they'll go to their, you know, secret hideout that none of the adults and the parents can know about. And I'm like, that's the stuff that you'll remember when you get older. That's the stuff that you'll look back on and go, yeah, see, I remember doing that with this kid and with that kid. And I wonder what happened to that kid. And yeah, you look back, you know, they'll look back 15, 20 years from now and go, I wonder what they're up to. But those are the memories of being a kid yeah. and, and playing outside. And fortunately, the families here are all great and, you know, a wonderful community. But those are the kinds of things that when my boys do it, I just love that they're outside and not staring at a screen. And, oh, we've got to have the the blue light filter glasses and do this and do that and all the different things that have come about now. And, yeah, we have the blue light filter because our boys, unfortunately, love to stare at screens. But it's just things are so much different than they were even just 10 years ago. It makes me wonder what the next generation of kids are going to experience. Like my grandkids, it makes me wonder what what life is going to be like for them because – and, and I know like what, you know, I look back at some of the toys and the stuff that people played with, you know, that my parents played with. And, you know, so I mean, you've seen this progression and it just, and it's not necessarily a bad thing, uh, but no. I just, I'm really curious to what this next generation is going to get to experience. Uh, it's, and it's not even that I'm scared. It's just, I'm really curious to see what it is. Yeah. I mean, my dad with his brother was playing with a, toy i don't know what it was but it had a propeller and it flew and whatever my grandpa bought it for my dad and yeah. my brother or uh his brother my uncle shot it off and my dad was nine years old i think at the time and it flew straight in my dad's eye and he he went blind he's blind in his right eye to this day because wow. of it and i mean he had to wear a patch and, you know he got ridiculed and teased and made fun of and all that how but, do you feel a pirate I know, right? But it, it still happened. And he, but my dad is one of those that just triumphed through it. He still played Little League. I dare anybody that's watching or listening to this go and play catch, throw a baseball, and try and catch with one eye with no depth perception. Yeah. My dad still played Little League, still did all those different things with it. But again, that's just the difference in mentality of where things were 50, 60 yeah. years ago to where they are now it's like oh well if this happened i mean now it's let's go start a gofundme and let's raise support for the family so that they can do this and do that when before obviously you rally behind people and supported sure. but all the different things that are considered normal to do now like what's going to be normal in 10 15 20 years it is it, gonna it's weird. it's going to be weird i'm i'm curious like you but it'll be weird yeah i want lawn darts to come back 
Yeah. I mean, who, who else got, but our parents got to throw and I had the bottle rockets that you would stomp on them, the plastic ones. And if you put too much pressure, they just exploded in front of you and a well, but I mean, laundry, who else would, would throw a five pound metal dart straight up in there and stare at it as it comes down and yeah. never worry about, you know, impaling themselves and being like, Oh, well, I guess Billy's dead. It <laughs> <laughs> played tag with lawn darts. <laughs> survival of the fittest oh billy's now named darwin because he just yeah. didn't survive yeah those were the good times man i, I just i mean those there's you know there's we can go on and on and on about the stories and the things that we did man and those are just those are such good times man. And, and it's like you know there's so many things we were talking about it in bible study tonight and i was like man there's so many things that i did even in my 20s that i probably should either be in jail or dead uh <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it's just a stupid crap that I did. And listen, I'm not going to stop doing stupid crap. No. But, you know, I've got a family now, so I've got to be a little bit more, you know, aware of what I'm doing, obviously. But I just, I, I miss those times of just doing stupid stuff, you know, like kind of putting your life on the edge of the line and going, well, you know, you know now it's like, okay, that's a 45 mile an hour turn. I'm going to take it at 90. Like, you know, that's my stupid stuff now. Like, whee. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, we used to do we always just did dumb stuff. That's just how it was. And we always egged each other on. Oh, well I jumped the ramp that had two bricks under it. Oh yeah. Well I'll do it with three bricks under it and I'll jump even higher. I mean, I I was one of those and I'm, I'm going to get ridiculed and made fun of probably after this comes out and that's fine. I was into rollerblading in the nineties. I was a, I was a blader. (laughs) You were a blader. I was a blader. And and but we would a piece of plywood and we would take bricks from one of my friend's front yards where his basketball hoop was and we'd lay a piece of plywood and I would jump over trash cans and the hoods of cars and all sorts of things because that's just what we did and you don't dare yeah. be the one kid that chickens out. So we did all sorts of stupid stuff like that. <laughs> blader. I was a blader, yes, yes. You change your name on here to blader. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. Oh, that's good stuff, dude. Well, yeah. I miss times, man. I, I really do. Um, and I, I, well, I think most of all, I, I, I miss being young um, and being able to like bounce back from that stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I got a concussion. Let's go play football. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. I, I mean, I rolled my ankle playing basketball in junior high and, you know, tore cartilage and stuff in my ankle. And because my brother wanted to stay and play basketball, I hobbled all the way home for like a quarter of a mile. And, hey, mom, um, my, my foot's just sort of dangling there. I think something happened. And you go and check it out. And now it would be like, um, don't move. Call 911. Let me call yeah. your parents. Get everybody over here. You know, and, and it's just a completely different approach. Yeah, now, it, now it's who are we going to sue? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you were playing at their house and and they weren't watching. So, yeah. you know, you're not in trouble because the parents weren't watching. The parents are in trouble because they weren't watching. Correct. What? Yeah. It's insane, man. It's yep. insane. And I think that's kind of, you know, I kind of going back to it. I think that's what's happening. You know, unfortunately, it's kind of what happens in the industry. Like it's just taking away the, that accountability and those choices. I mean, it, when it comes down to cigar smoking, especially in lounges, it, you know, that's your choice. You chose to walk in there. I mean, well, I wanted to go in that building, but I didn't want to experience smoke. Well, <laughs> I hate to tell you, it's a cigar lounge. Uh, yep. We're seeing some states that are stopping smoking in lounges. And it's like, dude, be a freaking adult, be responsible for your decisions, and let us make the decisions that we want to make, that everybody wants to make. I mean, it, yep. it's 
point. Like the ones that don't affect anybody. Me sitting in a cigar lounge has no effect on you whatsoever. Has none. So allow me to go sit in that cigar lounge. There's a designated space that I'm sitting in that is for an idiot like me that wants to smoke a cigar. Yeah. Let me be an idiot in that space. Just let yep. me have it. So I, I think it's, um, you know, to me, that's the biggest reason why I want to fight for our rights in this industry. Because if you think I'm an idiot for smoking a cigar, or you think that I'm killing my health for smoking a cigar, then by all means, let me do it. Just stay away from where I'm at. Like, you don't need yep. to come into that building. Yeah, stay away. Yeah. I mean, we used to go to restaurants all the time. Do you want the smoking section or the non-smoking section? And guess what? In the non-smoking section, you still smelled the smoke. <laughs> yeah, you did. It's not like they had a wall up. I mean, I remember going to Coco's and, you know, this restaurant, that restaurant, and a lot of restaurants that don't even exist anymore. And, yeah, you had to choose smoking or non-smoking. And guess what? You usually had to walk past the smoking section to get to the non-smoking section. But you just dealt with it. And you can choose to deal with it and let someone make their own decisions and walk by and go, okay, I don't support that. But it doesn't mean you should take away their ability to make that decision for themselves. Well, and you also just like if you don't want to experience that, then don't go into that restaurant. That affects the business. Yeah. That that ultimately comes down to a business decision. And I'm getting my nubbing tool out here because I'm getting down to the nub. Uh, but uh, you know, that affects that business. Let them make that decision. If they if they want to lose the business because I don't want to, you know, eat my meal in amongst a bunch of cigarette smoke, then they lost that business. And if I really wanted that sandwich or that burger or whatever that place offers so incredibly bad. You can do takeout. Yep. Take it with you. Eat it somewhere else. Like it, that's their business decision. When did we, when did we stop giving the rights to that business and stop giving the rights to, for them to say, Hey man, especially like bars, like bars, really bars. Yep. <laughs> Come on. Well, I want, I want a clean environment when I'm getting drunk. <laughs> really? Like, how many people do you see that they, they only, they're, they're the drunk smokers. They're that guy that gets drunk and then goes, oh, give me a cigarette. You know, just like, you don't even smoke cigarettes. I don't care. Give me a cigarette. I am now. Okay. You know, it's it just, it, it, yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to make a negative thing. I just would love to see that accountability come back to that. I think that's the thing that I miss the most is, is the accountability. And I want to see that come back. Yeah. Well, it's it's accountability, but it's it's not restrictive accountability it's hold yourself accountable and let somebody else hold themselves accountable for a decision they make on their own it's not it's not taking away somebody's ability to do something that's not accountability it's you make a decision based on your own you know beliefs conscience you know whatever it is health standards and let the person that doesn't have the same standards live the way that they want to because they're not looking at you going Oh, well, you don't smoke. You don't belong. No, there's no judgment there. It's you made your decision. I made mine. So move along. And that's freedom. I mean, that's what it is. It's that freedom for the decision. I mean, I, I, listen, I totally understand the public parks. I totally understand all that stuff. I I get that. You know, that's where there's kids, you know, you shouldn't be smoking around, you know, playgrounds, all that kind of stuff. I I get it. But within Mm -hmm. a, a private business, I just think, I mean, listen, if, if, if Calvin Klein wants to allow smoking in all of their stores, you know, and their stuff comes out smelling like cigarettes, allow them to do that. That's going to affect their business. There's no effect on anybody else. Now, in a mall situation, that's a public place. Nobody should be smoking in the mall. I get it. Right. But in an individual store, man, just let these people make their decisions, and you're accountable for the ones that you make. That's all there is to it. And if you don't like the way it is, then don't support that business. Yeah. 
could, effects, not, could not agree more because let them make up their own decisions. And yeah. getting back to when we started with PCA and all that, if we want to be able to make our own decisions, we've got to be able to lobby and fight for holding on to those decisions we want to make and not have somebody else make a decision for us. And at the end of the day, look, we know that decisions are going to be made for us because that's yeah. just where it's headed. Exactly. But, but it, it's like getting out to vote. If, if you don't go out and vote, you, you don't get to argue. You don't get to complain whether you agree with who got elected or not or what got passed or what didn't. If you're not speaking up, then you don't have a right to complain, you know, and maybe that's right. me deciding somebody else's rights and they would go, hey, but what you just said. But at the end of the day, if you're not raising your voice, even if it doesn't succeed, at least raise your own voice for what you believe in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and speaking of having choices, we appreciate that you chose to listen to us. Um, we say it on every single show. I am so appreciative that you chose to be here and to spend mm -hmm. your time with us to uh, listen to us talk about stuff. And hopefully this kind of brought you back, especially if you're you know in the same age range as us and or you remember some of those old movies and some of the stuff we got to talk about. I know we got serious there for a little bit, but you know, having the fun part too about talking about the movies and the old times. Um, listen, if you're watching this on YouTube, I would love to see from you, uh, the listener, uh, what is some of your favorite movies and some of your best memories of some of the movies? And what more so, like to me, what's a lot of fun are the, some of the things you did that were like looking back, you're like, holy crap, how am I still alive? Yep. What are some of those, like the toys that you remember, some of the things that you did as a kid that you remember? Keep it clean. Uh, but what were some of you, like, if you get into your high school years, don't tell us about some of the things you did. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> what are some of those things that you did and some of the toys that you remember playing with as a kid that uh, that you just go, man, how am I even alive today? I would love to see what that stuff is. So put that in, bleep, bloop that down in the comments for us. Uh, peck away on that keyboard, even if you're a one finger typer, and let us know what that is. I would love to hear it. And well, make sure you give us a thumbs up on the video. Uh, make sure you're following us here. Ring that little bell. Uh, that way you're getting notified whenever these things drop. Whatever that bell does, it tells you something. I think it's a notification or something. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, ring that bell. It does something. Well, and for everybody that listens on the podcast, you all have the opportunity if you listen or you go to anchor.fm, which is where ours is distributed through, you can actually leave us a voice comment through our Anchor platform where, oh, yeah, they can leave us a voice comment or a voice message. So I would challenge everybody that's watching this through YouTube, obviously subscribe and ring the bell. But if you're listening through our podcast platforms, go to anchor.fm and find down to the nub. Leave us a voice comment with movies that you loved growing up, stupid stuff that you did, all the same things that you could leave in the comment. Leave us a message because we would love to hear them. And who knows, maybe when we get those messages, we'll actually play them in some upcoming episodes because we love including everybody that pays attention and listens to Down to the Nub into what is happening. Yeah, it's Brandon and I sitting here talking, but we know, I mean, JT Baker, a, a loyal follower of Down to the Nub who drives a truck and listens to us and always posts with a cigar and what he's listening to, you know, when he listens to our podcast episodes, leave us a message, leave us a comment and just say, Hey, I enjoy that. Or, you know, Hey, I yeah. did this stupid stuff. Do that and engage with us. That's what we're here for is for everybody to engage with us in our journey and what we're doing. And like Brandon said, I'll echo it. Thank you for being a part of helping down to the nub go forward. We have our Patreon. If you'd like to, you know, support us, we've got some really, really cool stuff coming up for our Patreon support. So it's patreon.com slash down to the nub. 
go and check that out. If you'd like to support, totally up to you. We're humbled by everybody that does support. And if you watch on YouTube, you'll see sort of the, the roll call of everybody that has jumped on board to support the show and help cover the costs and all of that. But yeah. you can follow us on all of our socials, you know, at Down to the Nub on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and just stay connected with us and follow us. And we would love to have you continue spreading the word of what Down to the Nub is, what this community is, and how we get to support each other. So I'm going to throw something your way that I think would, I think would be a lot of fun. It just kind of popped in my, in my little noodle here. Um, why don't we give away like a three pack of cigars? Sure. Why don't we do this? If you guys can jump on YouTube, because that's a place where I can see, I didn't know you could do the voice comment thing. That's freaking awesome. I'm not the tech guy here, obviously. I just uh, activated it. So that's why I'm, I'm announcing it. We just activated it. Oh, yay, we're active. Uh, jump onto YouTube. If you're, if you're listening on the, on the podcast, I'm sorry, you're going to have to jump over to YouTube, uh, subscribe to us. But for everybody that throws a comment in, uh, I would love everybody to comment what, what is one of the toys you remember playing with as a kid? games the toys whatever it was that is you're just like i can't believe that even existed uh how am i alive today you know something like you know like the lawn dart something you actually played with like you know the, the metal roller skates like just some of that crazy crap that was out there <laughs> yes uh, that, that you had if you will throw that in the comments let us know what those are tim and i are going to review all those comments and why don't we pick uh the top three that you and i pick mm-hmm so the top three that you and I pick, and then we will allow everybody to vote on it. We'll find a way for somebody to vote on it, and let's give away a three-pack to the guy that wins. I think that's a great idea, and what we'll do is – what's that? They're my, they're my personal cigars that we're giving away, by the way. Thank you, FDA. Yes, there you go. <laughs> uh, but but let's – what we'll do is – if you're following down to the nub on Instagram, we'll post and advertise that these are the three that we're doing, but go through the comments. And then that way we can say, Hey, these are the comments that we're going through, or maybe we'll announce it on down to the nub live the week after this airs and, and just talk about it and say, Hey, these are the three we're going through. And, and let's, let's have, let's have them pick. Yeah. Let's figure out we'll, we'll, we'll let's figure that out how, how we're going to get the, the public to pick uh, the listeners to pick. Cause I want them to finally to pick the finalists and who wins that. And I, I don't I, I want to try to figure out if we, there's a way we can do it that they don't know who it is. Just picking basically on like that dangerous toy. We'll figure yeah. that out on our end. We'll let you guys know. <laughs> Work in progress, as you can tell. It'll be a prize somewhere. We're gonna we're gonna get it done. Yes. So that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of Down to the Nub. We're on episode 16, like I mentioned at the beginning, and. It's life, it's movies, it's PCA, it's all sorts of different things, but it's been a blast getting to just sit and experience real life, talk about real life and memories and just share like like we get comment after comment after comment and text messages and different things where they say, I feel like I'm hanging out with a couple of buddies at the lounge and it's it's just cool. And that's what we love about it. It's just, yeah. it's so much fun to be able to do this. Yeah. So thank you guys. Thank you for the time that you're spending with us, guys and gals. Uh, thank you for everybody that takes the time to spend this with, to spend with us, and we appreciate all the support and all the following that you guys give us. And you know, like I always say, we love you guys. We appreciate you guys supporting the community and just being a part of this. Because without you, this wouldn't be here. Nope. And Brandon and I can talk without needing to put it on the internet. So give us a reason to continue talking with all of you. <laughs> <laughs> and we do <laughs> yes we do and it's usually later at night for some odd reason between like 11 30 and 1 a.m because uh hashtag no sleep gang yeah 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 god you gotta have the no sleep game that's the best 
Yep, exactly. All right, everybody, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Thank you so much for checking it out. And uh, we gave you all the information to follow us, to stay connected with us. So uh, until next time, I guess we'll see. Why are you still watching? The the ending credits ruled. Yeah, you should have already clicked. Whatever. Leave. Go yeah. to YouTube. Get there. Go do, go do something dangerous. Yeah. Do yeah. Dangerous. After watching YouTube. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Bye.